See, let me tell you why I got to do this podcast. I got to do this podcast for the people. Let's go. I'm back at it like a crack. Appreciate it. Hey! <laughs> Come on, baby. You locked into the greatest podcast in the world, baby. Listen, I talk flat to you for a lot to you. We in this thing. Listen, the Chip Van Gundy Podcast, I'm so excited, thankful that you decided to share a moment with me this evening, this morning, wherever you may be listening, however you may be listening, you are locked into the greatest podcast in the world, Craig. Greatest podcast in the world. Today's episode, we're going to jump right into it. I ain't playing, I ain't playing no games with you. Listen. We're jumping into part two of why are you so unhappy? Oh, why are you so unhappy? Why? Why are you so bitter? What is what is wrong with you? Why are you so unhappy? Hopefully you heard our part one on yesterday. Uh, excuse me, uh, two days ago on Wednesday. Felt like it was yesterday. These days are flying by together so quickly. Um... Hopefully you heard and enjoyed part one of why am I so unhappy. I got kind of halfway through it and realized, listen, man, I didn't have enough real estate in order to um to in order to get through all of the content that I wanted to really share with the listeners. But let's jump right into part two of why are you so unhappy? Just a quick, very, very quick recap, because if you want to hear, uh, you know, what was on the first episode, you got to go listen to the first episode uh, of the mini series here. Why are you so unhappy? Um, but just a quick recap. You know, we this is a conversation to you about you. You know, a lot of times we hear things, podcasts or sermons or, you know, quotes or messages. And what do we say to ourselves? Then we don't even realize it. Ooh, she needs to hear that. Ooh, he needs to hear that. Ooh, I'm going to share this or share this or, or send this to him or her so they can see it or hear. But this podcast, this episode, this part one and part two, this is for you. This is a conversation with you about you uh, regarding your happiness or lack thereof. So on, on yesterday, we went through a couple of reasons why you may be unhappy. Uh, reason number one, quickly, I'm not going to expound on them like I did on episode one, is number one, you you neglect self-care. Excuse me. Reason number two, uh, your past hurt still haunts you and you need to go back to resolve it. Uh, reason number three, it's because you're in denial. You're too busy making people believe that your life is perfect when it actually is not. Uh, and you and you've been convincing the people that are willing to help you and uh, you know uh, support you during your tough time. You've been telling those people that everything is okay. Reason number four, and uh, is where we kind of ran out of space, um, is that you surround yourself with negativity and it's tainting your soul. Got to get away from that negativity, negative energy, negative things, negative people. Uh, you know, you're following negative people on social media. Um, you know. Anyway. That was part one. We're finna jump into part two right now. Let's do it. You don't celebrate others. You don't celebrate anybody but yourself. And that could be because you're unhappy or that could be one of the things that is making you unhappy. 
You got to learn to celebrate other people's success and accomplishments. Stop, stop hating all the time. Stop again. I don't know if this is the cause or the effect. I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is because you're unhappy or if this is what's making you unhappy. Because listen, when you celebrate others, you have an opportunity to spend time in their positive environment. Think about it. If you go and you genuinely celebrate someone else's wedding, you get to experience, even though it may be, you know, secondhand, you get to experience genuine love and just genuine positivity and just genuine things going on. When you celebrate others, it puts you in a positive space. And then also when you celebrate others, at least for me, let me speak from experience. When I celebrate others, it helps me to see just how obtainable my dreams, goals, and aspirations are. Think about that. I'll go back to the, the wedding analogy. Think about genuinely being happy for a man and a woman or two people that come together in a holy matrimony and you kind of know a little bit about their story, but you know that they persevered and they fought for each other and they tried and tried again and they made it to that special day. You going and being in that oasis of love could easily encourage you about where you are. Because your relationship or your dating life may not be where you want it to be, but you know that when you find someone or that person that you may be, you know, mad at right now, all hope isn't lost because you're actually witnessing a relationship that persevered and made it to that special day. Make sense? Being around other people's positive moments can sometimes help you to see that your positive or, or the things that you've been striving to obtain are actually obtainable. But you don't see that because every time somebody has an accomplishment, you try to you try to make it less than what it is. Oh, they ain't happy. That they they not gonna that's not gonna work. Oh, I, I knew he was no good. He ain't no good. He didn't deserve her. She didn't deserve him. You need to learn how to celebrate others instead of always looking for the fault. In, 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 in another person's celebratory moment. Celebrate other people. Another reason why, you are, why, why, why you're so unhappy is because you're fighting to resurrect dead situations. You're investing a great bulk of your time and energy in resurrecting relationships that have not yielded a harvest for you. Listen to me clearly. Let it go. Let him go. Now, I, I would consider myself a little bit, you know, stronger mentally than an average person. So I, I have to, you know, I have to kind of be understanding when I'm telling people to let things go. I'm not talking about a relationship that, you know, has its ups and downs. I'm, I'm talking about a relationship that you know is not going to be successful. Like even on, even at its best, it's not what you want and or deserve. Let it go. You're continuing to try to resurrect. Let me tell you, bad relationships can affect every aspect of your life. When I was in a bad relationship, of, you know, romantic relationship, that affected every aspect of my life. That affected me. 
I wasn't the same around my friends. I wasn't the same at church. I was, you know, I was drinking and doing other things to try to, you know, try to cope with the fact that the relationship that I was in made me miserable. You're trying to resurrect situations that make you miserable. That's why your life is miserable because you're giving time and energy into people that don't really deserve you. Let it and them, her or him, let them go. Next reason. Now I'm moving quick now. I, I'm moving real quick now. Listen, you've placed, oh, this is gonna get this is gonna hit you like a bag of bricks. You have placed unrealistic expectations on your new relationship because you want to pick up exactly where your last relationship left off. <laughs> I'm in your mailbox. I'm in your mailbox. <laughs> Help me, Holy Ghost. Listen, I'm I'm going to say that again. You are unhappy because you have placed unrealistic expectations on your new relationship because you want to pick up in your new relationship exactly where you left off in your old relationship. That man ain't even close to marriage material. But because the last relationship almost made it to the aisle, you're still stuck on making it to the aisle. But you're not with someone who's marriage material. And there's friction that exists in that relationship. And you don't understand why. The reason that you have friction in your current, current relationship, excuse me, the reason that you have Friction in your current relationship is because you have not emotionally started from the scratch. You haven't started from scratch. The reason that you have friction in your current relationship is because you have placed the expectations on your last relationship on this one. I've said this before. This new relationship could be temporary. It could be a fling. It could be the one that's meant to last a lifetime. But you're going to rob yourself of your future if you won't emotionally let go of your past. I gave the example of dating someone for three years and in three years time, the conversation began to get more and more serious about marriage. And then the relationship ends abruptly. And then you come into the new relationship and then two months into the new relationship, you're talking about marriage. When in all actuality, that's not the natural progression of the relationship that you're in. You have got to stop placing unrealistic expectations on your relationship. Just because Tom was a marriage material doesn't mean that the next guy's marriage material. You're unhappy because you want this man to be who the last man was, and he's not. He's not. If you're going to be in that unfortunate position of starting over anew, you got to start over emotionally too. Stop expecting this man to understand and, and be on the level that the last man was. See, because what was happening in that last relationship, you guys were working over time and experience to understand each other and to build the bond that you have. And now that you've got a completely new man, I'm sorry, or woman for that matter, I'm sorry to say this, but you've got to start over. No one likes to do it, but it's time to start over. 
leads me into my next one. Another reason why you're unhappy is because you have created a fake timeline for your life. And now that things are not matching up, you feel like a failure. Help me help re- refresh my memory. Why do you have to be married by 27 again? Why do you have to have kids and the house and the husband and or wife by now? Why? Who told you that you had to be married by 30? I get it. I, I get it as as best as I can, you know, from the woman's perspective, because by the time a woman is like, by the time a girl is like three or four, she's already imagined her Prince Charming and what the wedding's going to look like and where it's going to be and who's coming and who's going to officiate and what the ring's going to look like and what the dress is going to look like and what his, what his vows are going to be like and what her vows are going to be like. I get it. She has this vivid imagination about these things at a very young age. And then when she grows into adulthood and she holds on to that imagination and things don't begin to match up to what She thought they would be. She feels like a failure. But the man that you're with is not a failure because he's not what you imagined. That doesn't make him a failure. Your man is not a failure. Your woman is not a failure because they do not pick the because they do not fit. Excuse me, perfectly in to the imaginary uh, 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 imagery of what you thought they would be. The expectations and the timeline that you set on your life is not set in stone. You put it there. I gotta have the I gotta have the husband by, by by time I'm this old, and I gotta have the house by time I'm this old, and I gotta have the career by time I'm this old. And if I don't do it for some reason, things aren't right. No, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Stop telling yourself that you're a failure because you have not achieved the crazy goals that you set up for yourself. Am I for goals? Yes, I'm absolutely for goals and ambitions. But when they don't come to fruition, that doesn't mean that you've been doing something wrong. Or that you've or that you're lost in life or that you're a failure because you're not. Those timelines and those goals were something that you put in place because you thought that your life would be moving at this pace. You thought it would be. But it didn't. I'll give you this example. You know, Mary imagined having a child with her husband, Joseph. She imagined having some kids after she got married. She imagined having kids, but she didn't imagine having a kid before she, quote, knew her husband. Was her life a failure? Or did she fulfill the destiny that was set before her? Just because your life hasn't went the way that you planned it does not mean that you're off course. You're right where you should be. You're exactly where you should be. Let's move forward. Another reason that you're unhappy is because You're just trying to get even with everybody. 
Your life has become less and less and less about you and what you want and what you desire and your goals and aspirations and more and more about what would make people think that you've got it all together and what would make people envious or jealous of you. You got to get back to you and being you. Watch this for you. Stop trying to make people jealous. Stop. Stop doing all these things so people can see. You know, you've been posting, you know, this and that about your new relationship all be, all so you can make the old guy mad. And in all actuality, the guy that you're with is not that into you, but you don't even see that because you're too busy trying to make the last guy mad. You're too busy trying to get even. Get back to doing you. Watch this for you because you've been doing what you're doing just to prove a point to the people around you. You're just trying to get even with people. Let it go. Stop it. Let that hurt go. Stop that. You're better than that. Last but not least, time been well spent. I love you. And I, and again, I thank you so much for spending this time with me. Last reason that, not the last, but the last that we're going to talk about is you make everything about you. Everything's about you. When someone says something on social media, you feel like it was a slug at you. When someone doesn't call you on their special day, you say they must not have wanted me to come to their party. Listen, everything's not about you. It's not. Everything is not about you. I'll give you this example because right now we are going through this you know, horrific coronas, uh, coronavirus and people are, you know, kind of scared. Uh, quite frankly, people are very, very afraid or at least they're acting like they are. Imagine going to the restaurant and the restaurant's closed. You wanted to go to dinner for the to the restaurant. And you said when you got to the restaurant, you realized that they were closed or they you know, weren't allowing people to come in because that's what a lot of people are are doing. They're not allowing you to dine in right now. So you pull up to the restaurant and you say. Man, there's no dine-in. Oh, that that makes me so upset. I want to go sit down and enjoy my meal. And then you get upset. But what you don't realize is that if there's no dine-in, then there's probably no wait staff. And if there's no wait staff, then the people that work on the wait staff aren't making any money. But you never notice what other people are going through when it's all about you. Everybody's not trying to make you upset. Everybody's not trying to offend you. Everybody's not trying to, you know, shoot slugs or be rude or or towards you. Sometimes people have things that they're going through. Some sometimes, you know, and I and, and, and I'm saying that from a genuine place, like I had to understand that for me. And if I can't do anything else, I want to I want this space to be largely or majority about the things that I've learned in my life, not the things that I've been I'm thinking should work in your life. I'm talking about the things that I had to understand. Everything is not about me. Sometimes other people are going through things. And if you're worried about the fact that you can't dine in, you're upset, but you're overlooking the fact that someone's missing out on money. Some hourly workers are at home with no money. But you don't ever see what other people are going through when you make everything about yourself. 
And then when you make everything about yourself, then it becomes so much easier to get offended because you're thinking about what that means for you. What does this coronavirus mean for me? What does this layoff, you know, at this company mean for me? What is what is that message that that cryptic message that she put on social media? What does that mean for me? No, she's going. She's wrestling with her own demons. She's not worried about you. She's wrestling with her own trials and tribulations. Everything is not about you. It's not. Newsflash. It's not. But when, and let me say it this way, and when. We change our perspective from things being about us to potentially being about other people. We begin to see things with more empathy. We begin to see things with more understanding, with more love and with more compassion. And those are the same emotions and attributes that soften our heart. Those are the same things that allow positive reciprocity. I believe that when you when you give understanding, you place yourself in a perfect position to get understanding. I believe that when you give forgiveness, you place yourself in a perfect position to get or receive forgiveness. I I believe that when you smile at things and instead of allowing them to frustrate you, you place yourself in a perfect position for the universe and or for God to smile on you. But you got to remember that things, everything that happens is not about you. It's not. It's not about you. (laughs) I, I promise it's not. Well, listen, I truly hope you've enjoyed part two of why are you so unhappy? This is a conversation with you about you regarding your happiness or the lack thereof. Now, again, this is a conversation that really only does what it's meant to do if you're willing to be honest with inside yourself. Some of these things may have spoke to you and some of these things may have made you be reflective about other aspects of your life that you've been looking at the wrong way. Whatever the case is, Your relationships need you to be happy. And in order for your relationship to flourish, you've got to be flourishing as an individual. So maybe this is just one of those car ride podcasts, but search your soul and and address the unhappy spaces in your life. Because when you do, you start the work of creating a brighter, more positive future for yourself. Your family needs you to be positive and to be happy. Your relationships need you to be positive and happy. Your community needs you to be positive and happy. Your significant other needs you to be positive and happy. You need and deserve For you to be positive and happy. Let's do the work. Let's do it together. I feel like this is another great opportunity for me to humbly submit to you that. 
it's very well possible that I don't have my life any more figured out than you do. And that's good. Let's go on the journey together. I'll see you next time. I love you. I'm rooting for you as an individual and your relationships. I'll see you next time. Until then, be easy. But not too easy. All right.